What's up, guys? This episode is brought to you by our favorite budgeting app, Every Dollar. Rachel and I love Every Dollar because it is the easiest way to take control of your money, build the right habits, and make progress on your goals. You can download it for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Hey guys, I'm Rachel Cruz. And I'm George Camel. And this is Smart Money Happy Hour. Cheers, George. Cheers. Mm. Delicious. The bomb America needs right now. So That's good. what this is. So this is the podcast where two friends who happen to be money experts talk about what you're talking about. Everything from pop culture, current events, and money. And my co-host, George Camel. Not only did you have a new baby, but you have a new book coming out. That's right. Can I hold you her? Are, you can hold her. This is a this is a <gasps> technically a fake copy, but oh it's the real gosh. cover. It's the real Breaking cover. Breaking free from broke, you guys. George's first book. It's on pre-sale right now. And listen, this podcast is great because I feel like we have a lot of people that are like, okay, I think I want to like kind of dive into money. I don't know. I want to have fun and learn about money. This is your book, people. Aww, this is your book. So. That's so kind. Are you excited, George? Very. Like all the stuff we talk about on this podcast, the humor, the pop culture references, I tried to weave in to this book. And you did. And so the first two thirds uncovers all the lies the financial system, the toxic money culture tries to tell us that we've believed. And the last third helps you break free from that with beautiful truths that have helped us accomplish all of our financial goals. Yeah, that's How right. I went from broke to millionaire. It's all in this book. And I'm so pumped. It comes out in January, but it's on pre-sale now with a bunch of goodies. Comes with audiobook, ebook, three months of every dollar premium. Oh, yeah. So much more. Do the pre-sale, you guys, because you get free stuff and it's for amazing. 20 bucks and we'll send you the book as well oh, george congrats thank you i'm so excited for you i can't wait for you to read it He's and the, look how little i am on the cover it's, just so little, george. it's like honey george. i shrunk the george on I, here <laughs> yeah. but i love it the team did a great job and i can't wait to get this in your hands oh so great george i'm Ramsey so Solution. excited for where you. do people go ramseysolutions.com or georgecamel.com with a k do the pre-order again because you get free stuff might as well do it right Thank you. It's so great. Okay, so today we're talking about one of our favorite money topics uh, in light of, you know, kind of where we're at. And there's some new data out, which is fascinating. You want to know what we're talking about? Marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Weren't expecting that, did you? That's from a movie I've never seen. I was trying to set you up well to like... No. Intro the topic, and that's no. how we do it. I was going for the marriage okay. is what brings us together. together. You know, the, and that's uh, uh, Mighty... Prin- mighty No, Princess, Princess, Bride. Princess Bride. Princess Bride. I knew it. Can I be honest? I get Princess Diaries and Princess Bride mixed up wow, all the time. Wow, two totally different movies. <laughs> but are they? <laughs> no, people get angry. When you, when you tell someone, I've never seen The Princess Bride, they immediately hate you. Yes. Yeah. It's a classic. I'll watch it. But at this point, it's a badge of honor that I haven't seen it. Okay, and we're going to be sipping on what? What we're talking about? Mailage. This is an El Torado. Not El Dorado, El Torado. And uh, it's pretty good. I've had worse on this show. So we're going to give you the rating, reveal the cost per glass at the end of the episode, and give you the recipe if you want to dare make this on your own at home. Yeah, it does have a kick to it, which I think is great. I think it's great. It's not spicy, but it's got some punch. Some kick, pizzazz. A kick, a punch. I don't know what body part does the violent acts, but... I don't know. A kick, kick feels spicy. Punch. punch feels punchy. Okay. <laughs> That's my take. This episode is already not great. <laughs> well, hey, we've heard it before. We'll say it again to make sure we're on the same page, Rachel. Americans are getting married later in life, if at all. That's the headline. 
And it gets later and later. I feel like people were like 18 back in the 20s or something, right? We've got the stats. You ready for this? Yes. In 2022, the average age of a first-time groom was 30 years old. Back in 1947, back in your day, Rachel, was 23. 23 back in the day. So we've increased seven years now for the average wedding age. Is that not wild? And a recent survey asked millennials and Gen Zers why they're waiting to get married. And 73%, are you ready for this? 73%, 73%, 7 out of 10 of them, said that they think it's too expensive to get married in the current economy. That's confusing. Are they talking about the wedding or are they talking about being married? Because well, I don't know. I feel like things. the wedding itself is what like they're talking about. Because when you get married, if you didn't have a if that that's not expen- – like, like the actual mar- – like living a married life is not expensive. Expensive because you're actually bringing two incomes together. Generally, like, you have dual income, so yeah. life gets easier. But yeah. okay. Anyways, but according to research by the Knots, the average U.S. wedding, including ceremony and reception, cost thirty thousand dollars last year, I and it that. easily can be fifty thousand in cities like you know New York and San Francisco, and or stuff. like that one guy who called the Ramsey Show when I was on Solo, and he was going to spend five hundred thousand dollars. And it was an Indian wedding, which is like a week-long yeah, thing. Yeah, that's a big deal. And I was trying to talk him off the ledge because he was going to save up for this himself, and he was broke. Oh, wow. So it can get out of hand. ground zero to $500,000. So yeah, that's the budget, I understand why people are like, I'm not sure I'm ready to get married. Yeah. Okay, so is this a bad time in the economy to be spending $30,000 on a wedding? I don't buy that. <sighs> Now, is it tough times out there for a lot of people? Sure. Yes. But being like, well, it's a tough time in the economy to, I get it to like buy a house, but you don't have to go spend $30,000 on a wedding. It's yeah, not about Yeah, that's the thing. And I know it probably climate. is frustrating to be like, oh man, how much more, I don't know, the the rental facilities is what I was going to say. Wow. That's not the right word. The rental spaces? The venues? Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Venues are probably way more expensive. Food costs. Fly- I mean, I think everything has gone up. With inflation. So I get that yep. that's frustrating. Like, man, our wedding is going to cost more or we're going to have to have less of a wedding than we would have had to have four years ago. But also, it's just the wedding. How long have you guys been married? Five years coming up. Okay. Yeah. You feel longer, George. What? Thank you. I feel like old We're an age old married of- couple. The way we bicker, you know. <laughs> but... It's, I've known her for a, a long time now. Yes. And yes, you and yes, Winston? Yes, yes. We'll be 14. Oh, my gosh. Well, you guys got married when you were babies. You and weren't so even out of we college were babies. yet? We were in the 40s. <laughs> we were like 1940s. 1947. Me and Winston. The old early 20s. Yeah, we That's were young. amazing. We were young. Well, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. And you guys have a great marriage from what I can tell. Hmm. But I know you, you, we, you guys have we will put a lot of work say. in. You put work into yes, this thing. and it's hard. Marriage is hard. There's ups and downs. There's struggles, all of it. But we have learned, George, you ready for this? Winston, this is a Winston quote. Through suffering, you find so much beauty. What is he, Aristotle? Where I know, because in this, this whole stuff? new like thing right now. And we need we need to get them on the podcast, him and Winnie. But he is I'm having not kidding. a moment. It really Winston is having a moment right now. We're here thing. for it. It's a well, it's just like it's a it's a real thing. So there is definitely hard times in marriage. Everyone goes through them, I would think. Uh, but it's the most beautiful relationship. I mean, you're, you're, you have a companion in life, right? That you get to do life with. Agreed. So I it love, makes life I love him very dearly. I love mean, I man. love the guy and I'm not even married to him. And, we, and I love Whitney and you love Whitney. There's so much love. Oh I love love. But anyways. <laughs> okay. Here's the bottom line. Weddings don't have to cost $30,000. If that's what's, you know, putting you on the sidelines here, you can just spend what you do have on a wedding. Uh, don't go into debt for it. If you don't have 30 grand to spend, 
then don't do that. So what do people think is required for a wedding? Let's break this down. And this varies by culture, as I talked about. But yes. for, let's say, okay, let's go every an other Americanized one. wedding. Go every other one, because this is a long list. Okay. Ready? You go first. Go. Invitations and save the dates. The dress and the tux. A venue. An officiant or preacher. A photographer for engagement and the wedding. The videographer. Catering and food. Okay. Flowers. Probably beer and wine. DJ or band. Decor. And transportation. And we're probably missing some, George. Let's There's a whole bunch of I mean, things. like, it's a, like a, putting on a wedding is an entire spectacle these days, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot. Insane. Yep. And the reality is 98% of these are just once. That's true. Because to get married, you literally just need a license, right? I think you have to have someone at the courthouse to, like, legally bind you together by law or well, something. Well, the older folks out there are like, back in my day, we didn't. I'm like, yeah, they didn't have video cameras back then, pop, pop. So what do you want me to do, you know? <laughs> They didn't have they didn't have donut walls. If you could have a donut wall, you would have chosen. You probably that. would have done it. Pop pop. <laughs> I don't even call my. That's not Grammy. even a name. Come on, Grammy and pop pop. Okay, if you could have three of those things, Rachel, you could go back in time. You have three things. What would be the mm. non-negotiables? Oh gosh, looking at this list. Uh, photographer. I would do that over a videographer. Fair. Because you can hang the photos on a wall. Yeah, I think photos. Because we never watch our. We yeah. watched our wedding video, oh my gosh, years ago. But it's I like, like awkward. I dre- oh, I like am like whispering our vows. It's so weird. Were you nervous? <laughs> I don't know, but I was I don't know how I can do it. You're not I, a like, quiet person. Myself. We were watching it. Winston was like, what was wrong? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> was, was Winston so whispering? It was so bad. No, no. It was weird. Was I don't Winston, like it. I don't like cry? my wedding video. Did he cry? Uh he we did a first look. He cried, yes, the first look. But we not like I don't think during the during the ceremony you know, he was stone cold. Stone cold. Where did no you cry? No emotion. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I could have, but I held back. Okay, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go photographer. I'm gonna go DJ or band. Oh wow. I'm going for the party, and then probably the beer and wine. <laughs> okay, guys, if you go to Rachel's wedding, there will be no food. Yeah, no food. <laughs> so eat, eat before you come. <laughs> Which is fine. I'll make You're going to feel everything. I can make a cake. <laughs> there will be no efficient. There will be no venue. There's just going to be a photographer, beer and wine. Well, the venue's That's hard because you have to have the venue to put the date. Like, sure. I would go more party. I would. That's Like fair. the ceremony, I would, I would appreciate it and like take it in. I would go small and then I would do big party. I'm with you on that. I think I'm, it's so fun. I'm going to go food, beer and wine, and photographer. The rest I'd figure out. Is that what I did? No. no, you skipped food in lieu of DJ or band. Oh, that's right. Okay. In my mind, I'm good with a Spotify playlist versus like a 50-year-old guy who's like, oh. hey, does anyone want to hear the Cupid Shuffle? And I'm like, no, guy. <laughs> Why is that my band? Put the fedora, Put the fedora down, bro. My band is fun. That is not my band. <laughs> okay. Stop putting that band on me. But you know that the DJ I'm band. talking about? At yes, when, like he still wears a fedora thinking like, this will make me relevant. Right. <laughs> You're like, no, my man. Not a look you want to... Right. Not a look you want to do. Yep. No. Okay. So is there anything on this list uh, that you did not have? Did you have everything oh, on this list? Okay. Well, you know, we have this epic story. I did a whole video on my YouTube channel. We'll link it. Can we link it in the show notes? Mm-hmm. Okay. I cover all the, the stuff, but we want a free wedding. It was a $28,000 package, which is about the average we've seen. yeah. But then we threw another party afterwards because mm-hmm. it had a very limited... I think I went to that one, George. You did? It was a great mm-hmm. time. It was a great time. So because of that, it added up quickly okay yep but um yeah we had all of this i, I did, did video because i love video and I had a lot of video videographer friends and so it was fairly cheap yeah to get them to help out you know it's funny because some people say like oh my gosh i would have made my wedding smaller i think like a lot of people say that oh 
and I'm the opposite. You're I'm like, like I, I would have just more than merrier. I think I still would have thrown a big a big reception. Had yeah. all my people there. But it's a good reminder that when you were having a wedding, you're just throwing a party for everyone That's else. It's literally what it is. It's just a party. Don't act like it's for you. Like, yeah. yes, they want to celebrate you. Yeah, but, but they're there planning to have a, a very expensive party. That's it. Yep. And people put so much effort into that versus the marriage. Truth. That it's it's a lot. They like literally think about that day and that day only for so long. It is such a focal point. It's weird. And then it's Spend over hours and days and months. In like, in like 18 hours, it's done. Well, to be fair, party have... planning is way more fun than working on yourself and your marriage. You I know what guess. I mean? Yes, I know. It's probably so Let's true. go to therapy. Yay. It's probably so true. Dig up all of our childhood wounds. Well, the wedding budget itself obviously isn't the only financial reason that millennials and Gen Zers are pumping the brakes on marriage. So let's talk through some other common reasons. Yep. And this particular list was created by a financial advisor at RBC Wealth Management based on things that they were noticing with their clients. Okay. But before we jump into those reasons, we want to take a quick break to tell you about a game that we are loving through Op Games. And you guys have heard us talk about Tapple, you know, where you have a category and you're putting down a letter per word and all that's great. But this other game from the makers of Tapple is so fun, and it's it called is. Telestrations. So think of the old school game of telephone, but with sketches, and it's hilarious. And you can play with all kinds of different people, all ages, all ages, a huge group, and it's so hilarious. It is one of those gut busting, doubled over kind of games. It's so fun, and what I love about it is it's social. It's not like a crazy like Tapple's kind of competitive. Oh, like that yeah. buzzer's going, and you're like, oh my gosh, I gotta. Uh, yeah, Telestrations, it's more like we pass it, we go, like, you can talk. It's a very social game. Yes, I have like fun. That. You don't have to be an artist to be able to play. No, In fact, it's if so you're not funny. good at it, it's even better. The worse me. you are at drawing, the better, because it yes. just makes the answers more hilarious. It's great. So. It's a great game. Yep. So make sure to pick up Telestrations at Walmart, because it's fantastic. And we promise you're going to have a fantastic time this weekend, because it pairs, you know, nicely with this podcast you're listening so to. So grab now. yourself a drink, listen to Smart Money Happy Hour, and then play Telestrations with all your friends. It'll be so fun. So fun. That's the new trend. That's it. All right. So reason number one, George, that people are not getting buried is not feeling financially secure as an individual. Oh, this is interesting. Okay. So financially secure. I'm guessing that means they don't have their crap together when it comes to money. Maybe they have some debt. They feel like their income isn't quite there. So they're not ready to move on with this big stage of life. Yep. And I think people would be maybe a little surprised out of our advice on that. As we say, like, regardless of where you are financially, if you want to get married or even have a baby, do it. Like, don't, don't put your— Don't wait till you have some certain income level or if I yeah. can get out of completely out of debt first. Yeah. Like, that's all great. But, I mean, you guys got married out of college. Yes. Yeah. So I'm like, you want to continue to live your, your life and you can still work on your money goals and be married. Like, you can do both at the same time. So, and again, sure, it's— probably less stressful if you have no debt and you both go in with great incomes and stuff and get to just fly and be free. But also, it's part of the journey of life. So like, do it. Now, if someone has a money issue, like if they're deeply in debt and they're continuing to go into debt or something, like... That's different. Yeah, we can like talk about that. But overall, I don't feel like you have to be in this like crazy financially secure place. I think if you love somebody, you guys are ready, like go get the marriage certificate and Call it a day. Well, I grew up in Boston, and it was a very different, you know, people don't get married till way later in oh, the yeah. Northeast. 
because they're so focused on education and careers. They're working on their third master's degree. Right. And then they're like, and then I'll start looking at that. In the South, which is where I went to college, finished there, in Mobile, Alabama, it was like, ring by spring or you're dying alone. That was the vibe, okay? I'm not saying that's what was happening, but it was the vibe. Yes, it was like, you better have married. found your person by the time you graduate, which is also a weird amount of pressure, too. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah, don't yeah. feel like it's too, it's too early, it's too late. If you found the one. Yeah. If you know, you know. Is that you how you know, felt you know. about Winston? If you know, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I really liked him. Wow. <laughs> what a resounding review of Winston Cruz. Yeah. I mean, he was a guy. I was a No, felt- I was friends with his sister first, and he was always the hot older brother. Oh. So I was like, I, we never like hung out with his group of friends. They were like the older, hot, young life guys. But wow. like loved Jesus, but they were hot and great. And we were like, oh, wow, there's the older guys. And this then is such a beautiful one. story. And then I caught one. <laughs> so was it a, a, a hard sales pitch or was he into it? No, it took about a year and a half for, <laughs> to for him to note it. Why was that? Because we didn't hang out. We weren't like. But was he just like aloof? He was like, oh, yeah, that Rachel girl or like. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we, had a big gr- I mean, we, we hung out with like a big group of people. So like. But did he know who you were because of Yes, Dave? he would say that. Uh, no, not because of Dave. No, no, no. Okay. They, he didn't really know who Dave was. Okay. Um, no, because of his sister and stuff. Yeah. Was he financially secure? Yes. He worked his, He worked all through college. I feel like he's the kind of guy who's like, why would I do Ma- debt? That's so dumb. Yes. Like, that's, he so, that's that well, and he like, yeah, he was in charge of the rental income of the hat. He was like the, he is who he is today, but a college version. Wow. So he was a great one to marry into. All this made sense. Like none of this was like, everyone's like, did you have big tension when you and Winston got married to like bring him over to the side of Ramsey? And I'm like, not really, genuinely, because he was like, perfect. I love to save. It's great. Like, it wow. like, was so up his alley, you know? We love a fiscal hot guy. You know, what can we say? <laughs> <laughs> that, there How it about is. Whitney? When did, when did you meet Whitney? I met her here at Ramsey. Oh, that's right. Oh, duh. Of course. When did you see her across the cubicle? So we were just friends. You know, she was a um, mixologist, Michael Reddish's assistant at the time. <gasps> so I was really she good was friends Michael's with Michael's assistant. Yes. Oh my gosh. So I was best friends with Michael, and I was, and it was always like, hey, what about Whitney? And I was like, she would never go for a guy like me. But she thought immediately, he's the one. She's the fiscal hot girl. What yeah. if she went with a guy like me? <laughs> and uh, I I charmed her. You did on one day. Me. I got one date, and I almost screwed it up. And then y'all were together ever since. How long did y'all date? Uh, we dated her for a year, and then I proposed. Yes. So great. So it's a beautiful love story. Oh a lot of redemption. Gosh. I love that, George. Yep. I love that. We so all great. need to marry fiscally hot people. <laughs> That's the goal in life. We achieved it. We, we did it. No. Okay. okay. Reason number two. They're waiting to get married in order to protect their personal assets. Ooh. What is that? Them mean? fighting words. Okay. Yeah. So they like, they want to just keep their own life. Is that why? Well, I guess an example would be the person you marry has significant debt, which kind of hurts your overall financial oh, okay. picture. Yeah, that's kind of, okay, yeah, Or yeah. you're going to receive an inheritance. So in some states, an inheritance is considered marital property. So if you get it while you're married, it legally belongs to both parties. Wow. Okay, so, so apparently some people are like, ah, I'm not looking to share that money. Oh, you wow. Know, very independent spirits. Okay. okay. I hear it's very like Gen Z. That's what it feels like. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a spirit of people have seen trauma and abuse in past relationships with their parents maybe splitting. And so it's a very protective, defensive kind of attitude, which I understand, but can also be It is, but I think that's harmful within your marriage, right? Agreed. So with that attitude, I could understand why they're like, I don't want to get married. 
but also you're choosing money and assets over having like a lifelong partner to do life with. You know what I mean? Yes. Which is kind of sad. It's not just a mathematical equation. And it's not just about money. I mean, that's the other thing. Life is so much more than all of that. You could have such a richer life with so many things. One, if you walk in with a defensive for- attitude with your fists up, you know, then that's going to change with a very closed posture. It's not sure. going to lead to a great relationship. Yeah. So winning in money and marriage requires this kind of we attitude, ours attitude, not this, well, that's your money and this is my money. And we're going to keep it all. Yep. Now, we have to talk about prenups because this is a big call we get on the Ramsey show. Yes. Should I do a prenup? Yep. What is the Ramsey take on prenups? Uh, I can tell you my take. I think for majority of people, you don't need one. I think, I think, it's, I think it is kind of weird if there's like, you know, smaller amounts of money or like a car or something that's like this is in the prenup and I'm going to keep this if we ever do. I don't know. Like yeah. that feels weird to me. But I can see if there's a significant amount of money that a very a very different level maybe saying, hey, I don't know, just in case something happens. Or even like we I find it's not even just the person you're marrying, but their family. Like there's a level of protection. Oh, like the yeah. family knows that that their family member is not gonna get anything. Does that change like I don't know, like it it just kind of protects that side, I think. Yeah. And then the other thing I thought about, too, is if you're in, like, a family business and, and there's a family-owned thing and they have stock in the company or whatnot, and then – so protecting that to keeping that in the family yeah. if there's, like, something that says that. So I don't know. That's I will say Winston never signed a prenup. We didn't – I didn't even – like, that wasn't even a conversation. I think it's safe to say uh, Whitney and I don't have one. I, <laughs> I, I came into the marriage with close to nothing. So it's fine. But, but now, yeah, if, if I had, like, $20 million and she had nothing or if I made a million dollars and she made thirty, you know, a prenup may – that may – you know, be, it's yeah, it's, it's a, if there's a significant difference, a I could thing. understand why that's a conversation. But it's more about the craziness and family and the drama that could happen with that versus yeah. a trust thing. I know. I think so. Yeah. But it can get weird. There is something still. If you still have a prenup, even with that, it does feel like we're looking at the end in mind before we even start. It could still feel weird. Agreed. So I don't know. I'm, I'm less Tread of a lightly. fan of it, but I can see in very certain situations that might be a reason. Yeah. But. Reason number three, people aren't getting married, Rachel, income inequality between the couple. This oh. is an interesting one. So this kind of is tied to reason two of yeah. waiting to get married for personal assets. So but- the higher earner is usually hesitant. Oh. So if you're making, you know, 120 in a huge job and you're going to go marry a teacher making 40, they're feeling like, oh, there's a like difference gonna, in income. You're going to drag me down over here. Like really cramp my so. style. Which – Makes me sad because I do feel like the line of work you choose teachers being a great example. Yeah, there's only so much you can do, and they're the most amazing people ever. So I'm like, why? And and now I get if it's like, oh my gosh, she can't hold a job or he can't hold a job. He changes all the time. He doesn't put an effort. Like right, that speaks more to the person than what they're. Yeah, more to their their drive and their values. Yeah, which I can see that being frustrating in a marriage, right? If you know, I don't know. So. I can. I just. I, I don't I think let the money be a determining specific. factor. Like if you know, if Whitney made thirty thousand dollars when we got married, right. I wouldn't be like, oh, okay. Well, I'm going to wait then until you make forty five, and then come talk to me. And then come talk. Who to does me. that? That's yeah, insane. I know. I agree. I so agree. I, I don't like that one. That one feels kind of toxic because you're also usually young when you get married. You're early on in your career. Right. So right. who's to say you're not going to double, triple, quadruple your income? Well, and a and I don't know. I don't know what the percentage is of one income earner households once you get married and have oh. kids and stuff. 
but there's probably going to be a time where one spouse doesn't earn anything because yes. they're home with the kids. And then what are you going to do all of a sudden? Well, hey, I didn't sign up this for this. This doesn't feel good. I don't Income like inequality. This, <laughs> I, this came up the other day in an interview I was doing, and he said, hey, I'm keeping my finances separate. It's her money and my money. I said, what if she wants to stay home one day? And he said, well, I'll give her an allowance. <gasps> no, I was like, no, oh, no, 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 I was like, no, you're going to treat her like a teenager who gets an allowance? No. That's weird. Shoot. How does that make her man. feel? So to the guys out there or the ladies out there, I don't like this idea of like, well, she's they'll get an allowance if they're a stay-at-home spouse. No, you're the parental you role in the marriage. And that, oh, it's weird. Nope. Nope, 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 nope. We're all adults here. We're all adults. All right, reason number four, protecting benefits or support of children. Interesting. So if you have children from past relationships, you may be worried about the financial support support you currently have in place. So like oh. child or spousal support could be cut off if you get remarried. That's true. So if you were getting, you know, yeah. two grand from child yeah. support mm -hmm. and you get remarried, Okay, it could so let's disappear. talk about this real situation. I don't know. I'm just making something up on the spot to okay. defend this case. Because, yeah, what if you have, like, a junior in high school and your ex-husband, you know, makes a lot of money, you pay, and you're using some of that to fund call? I don't know. Like, is there a time that you're like, oh, my gosh, for the good of my child, oh. there's something there. You know what I mean? To, like, help them go to college, part of this. Yeah, that's child, tough. Do you know what I mean? But I guess that's, I guess that would be a different conversation. I don't know. But I'm just wondering, like, where I could see as a mom. I just get very protective when I hear that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah, because there's probably a lot of moms out there that have good reason or dads and dads. Yeah. To protect their kids, hopefully in a good hearted way, not in a manipulative. I just want to keep the money way, which I'm sure there's a lot of people like that, too. But I don't know. That's an interesting level headed take. I would understand if someone called in and had that predicament, it would be a hard one to to grapple with. Yeah. I would still think like. I would if this is who you're going to marry, go ahead and like love is marry love. Yes. them when yeah, it's yeah. the right time. I agree. I agree. And figure out the financial piece later. And if we need to work extra or yep. sell some stuff, make sacrifices, yep. that's fine. But delaying that important relationship because of that would be really hard for I me. I agree. I agree. I could see the hesitation though if there was like a interesting situation, right? Yeah. So fascinating. So ironically, despite all these fears, the research says that the family structure of marriage is actually a great predictor of oh, wealth building. I believe that. Mm -hmm. So here's a quote. Among the college educated, those who are married have more than twice the wealth of those who are divorced or never married. Oh, man. And among the less educated, married Americans have about four times the wealth of those who are not married. So two is wealthier than one. That I mean, the math checks out. Well, sure. But there's another piece of the puzzle here, which is two people working together can do so much more yeah. than yeah. one person. Yeah, I mean, I can see. I mean, obviously, if you're it's just, not just both double working the and, you're, yeah, and you're doing that, yes. But I also think that we talk to a lot of married people and they're struggling financially because one spouse – like it, the spouse can be a drag as much as a support. Oh, yeah. You know? If they're not on the same page. And sometimes we talk to single people and they kill it because like, I had no one to hold me back. So like regardless of if you're married or not, at college educated or not, you can st still win with one. We 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 hear every story yeah. out there of every equation. That's a good call out. To the single people listening and watching out there, I want to say like don't feel like, well, man, if I was married, I'd get ahead financially. Don't wait for this person to come into your life to reach your financial goals. Yeah. We see people all the time who are incredible, hardworking people who are single yeah. and they're able to get that house, pay off their debt. So it, I just don't want it to be an excuse as to why you're not going to build wealth. Yeah, for sure. Yep. And we see it all. We see people do it all the time. So it's great. 
So awesome. Okay, so clearly the possibility of divorce after you get married is a big concern for a lot of millennials and Gen Zers, and we understand their concern. The stats are scary, y'all. Half of first marriages end in divorce. 60% of second marriages end in divorce. 70% of third marriages end in divorce. And wow, George, there's a lot of divorce in America and a lot of divorce in pop culture right now. That is true. So just in 2023, here's the ones we've seen. And you can attest to this because you follow pop culture relationships more than I do. Give me all the celebrity divorces. Ariana Grande and Dalton Gomez. Yeah. Divorce after 21 months. Big one. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Mm. Divorce after four years. Broke my heart. Taylor Swift took her in. Sophia Vergara. Oh. And Joe Manganiello. Hate it. After seven years. Hate it. Is it manja nan yellow? I don't know. Very Italian. The, the the next one makes me like literally want to cry. Hugh Jackman and Deb Furness. I can't do it. Twenty seven years, Rachel. Twenty seven years. Like my man, man. That one's tough. And then Reese, Reese Witherspoon and Jim Toth, mm-hmm. her second husband, filed for divorce after eleven years of marriage. Sad. Man, and talk about. I'm sure there's a lot of prenups. In the celebrity world. In the celebrity when you're world. You're talking that many zeros of, on the end. A lot of stuff. Uh, do you a think that, what's your reason for why celebrities seem to get divorced more than the average oh American? Gosh, George, I don't. Ooh. There's no right answer. Yeah, I know. And I don't want to put like a stereotype on really them, know. but I think, okay, here's, like, here's the good, harder. I mean, is here, it, here's like the good hearted side of me is I'm like, I think they deal with pressures that like we can't understand. True. Um, I do wonder if there's like attraction that's very quick, maybe they're not. But but I think fifty percent of the public get divorced. Like you know but what I mean. Also, is it we just hear about the celebrity ones more? But there's also many celebrities who have been married for a long time that yes. we just don't hear about. Yes. So I think part of it is the media loves to put these on oh, magazines, sure. and so we just think in our minds, oh, if you're an actor, actress, yeah, musician, yep. you're just gonna have a higher divorce rate. I don't know if it's true. Yeah, love to see stats on that. I would say it is true. I doubt fifty percent of Hollywood couples stay together forever, though. Yeah. Because like the general public, 50% get divorced, 50% stay together. I think Hollywood is much higher of a percentage, right? That gets divorced. I don't know. I don't know. But David Beckham and Victoria, should you watch their documentary no, on it? No, I haven't oh. seen it. Should I? What is this reaction? I what are we watching here? love them. Okay. In a good way. They're doing great. They are, I mean, they are, they're everything. They're everything. Are they goals? Yes, they are. Do you see yourself as Victoria and, and Winston, Winston thinks is he is David Beckham? <laughs> oh, Winston, you hear that? He has the same dog as David? Winston June, thinks. June has, June, our dog? Yeah. David Beckham has three of those, the working Cocker Spaniels. Did Winston know this uh, when he no, got this dog? No, and David dog? Beckham does like, be, David Beckham does some like, um, very like, um, Kind of bizarre. He has like some bizarre like quirks about him. And that is my husband. Does David Beckham have a rock garden like Winston? Uh, no, but he has honey. And Winston was like, I totally would do beehives. Like I would like literally it. You need to you need you and Whitney need to watch this documentary. It is okay. the best. It's the best. And if you like soccer at all, it's even better. I was going to say, well, Whitney likes. Spice oh, yeah. Because, oh, no, because they, they pair their entire relationship together. So anyways, Victoria and David, I'm holding out for you. If they get divorced, we may have to have a moment of silence on this podcast. Wow. <laughs> They're my new favorite. Celebrity Amazing. Couple. And also, David and Winston, we should get you guys together for a hang. <laughs> they probably have the same workout routine. And did you- <laughs> same hair care routine. Gosh. Must be nice to be a fiscal hot guy. <laughs> Golly. <laughs> All right. Well, back to divorce, Rachel. It's not ideal. 
But it's also not hopeless, especially right. from a financial perspective, even if you didn't get a prenup. So if this is happening to you or a friend, we all know people who have who've experienced this. Yep. It's time to get a supportive team in place, both personally and financially. Yes, I do think when that happens, there's a lot that comes into play. There's a lot of, obviously, a lot of emotion going on. But also, you want to be able to protect yourself. You want to know what's going on. You want to understand all these. There's so many elements of it and so many things. Well, it's easy to isolate yourself instead of seeking community and yep. help from others and professionals. So this is a yep. huge part of this. So financially, this might look like getting a divorce attorney, a CPA, insurance broker. Uh, divorce is going to require you to adjust your budget, cut back. I mean, it can be financially very tough for people when things yes. get cut in half I or know. worse or there's custody battles yep. and it can get really expensive. I mean, yep. Dave likes to say on air, marriage is grand, divorce is 50 grand. We've said for years that divorce turns marriage into a business transaction, which yep. is really sad to say out loud. We don't want to make you know light of that, but it's right. true. You have to start going, okay, what's how is everything going to get split? Where do we all land financially? How do yep. we get out of this as unscathed as possible? Totally. Yep. And if there's kids in the mix, all of it. I mean, there's just, yeah, there's a lot. Mm. Okay, so with all that said, George, uh, should single millennials and Gen Zers just never get married? Yeah, are we ending on a hopeless note? No, guys, you can do it. And I do feel like there is a stat out there that's like if you um, are in a practicing faith, if you make I don't know a certain income, like maybe I don't know a certain income. Um, if your parents are married, like I think there's like there's these couple there's of kind of things that will increase your chances yeah. in a way. Not I to really say you can't think. overcome any of those odds. Right. But right, if you, right. Like if both your parents are still together mm-hmm. and you have a good salary mm-hmm. and, you know, you have some education some or whatever stuff. those yep. pieces are, yeah. you've got a fighting chance. Yeah. Yeah. And so. even on that show, Love at First Sight, I mean, some of these folks are still together. Yes, I and know. And at first sight, they're like, we're married. Yeah. But part of that, I wonder if it's because they're like, I'm going to make this work. And then it works because they work to make it work. Work. I know. It's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy in Yes, that way. that's true. Because it does. It makes work. So- we are pro-marriage. We are pro-marriage. Gen Zers and millennials. It's still possible. Let it. me just yep. say, the YouTube people, like people that jump in the YouTube comments are very cynical towards marriage, well, especially the they? guys. Are y'all? The guys YouTubers? are so bitter, Rachel. They're oh just gosh. like, yeah, she's going to take you to the cleaners and women exist to take half of your money. It's a very cynical wow. take on marriage. Oh. And so to those people, I'm I say, so sorry. Are you get okay? help. Whoever you hurts okay? you, I'm sorry. But, like, love is available for you if you just open your heart. Life is so much more joyful than how you experience it. Thank you. Understand yourself. Know yourself. Know yourself. Know your mind. (laughs) A great book. Of course, Rachel would weave in a great pitch for her book. No, but it's true. Don't let these weird factors or past experiences, you know, know. scar you to the point you just say, I'm never going to trust and love again. Yeah, and we're not naive in it, y'all. Like, yes, it's not always fun. It takes work, for sure. Marriage is risk. Yeah, but man, geez. Okay. Yeah. So in summary, don't let fear drive your decision to get married. George. Beautifully said. I think we solved the world's problems in this episode. I feel good about it. I think we need a dating app, though, for all the single people. The Ramsey dating app? Fiscal fiscal hotties? Fiscal hot guys, where are you at? (laughs) Listen, if I could create an app where it was only fiscal hot guys. If I would I was be a billionaire. Up, I'd be like, I, I would be a I'll, billionaire. You, what are you doing here? Get out of here, George. I don't Create know how to app. make apps. Someone else do it. I don't trust it. But we'll that was fun. It. Hey, yep. cheers to marriage. Cheers to marriage. I know. To Whitney. To Whitney and Winston. To Whitney and Winston. Mm-hmm. Our fiscal tot spouses. Those W's in our life. 
What's up, guys? If you want to be better with money, your first step is to start budgeting with every dollar. This is the app Rachel and I both use, and trust me, it's great because it gives you everything you need to make budgeting easier, faster, and dare I say, even enjoyable. Yeah, I think you can say that, George. I mean, it's pretty enjoyable to have more money, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what happens when you're intentional with your spending. Guys, download every dollar for free on the App Store or Google Play today. Okay, so it's almost the end of the episode, George, and we close out every episode with Guilty, guilty as charged. charged. And this is where our producer, Lindsay, gives us a new Guilty as Charged question every week. And if we are guilty, we have to take a sip. All right. I feel like I'm looking at you because I know that you're going to do one of these weird things. Oh, I'm just thinking about <laughs> my impression of you from our Smart Conference episode. Oh, yeah, and everyone is like, he was spot on. It oh, was my God. So it was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not offended. You did a great job. Thank you. Um, all right. What common item do most people throw away that you secretly reuse? So think like plastic oh. bags or like, I don't oh. know, weird things. My, this may not be weird. Grocery bags. Like the plastic but grocery bags. I think bags. a lot of people do that. Shoot, I know. I'm so sorry. I do, I do that too. But maybe we're weird. I don't what know. What trash does Rachel keep for fun? Like you mean like you keep it for like your bathroom? Yeah, yeah. Trash I keep those a lot. Oh. I, you, you over there. I feel like you. Why keep are you looking things. at me like I'm I feel like so you, guilty? Because I feel like reuse stuff. Sure I would never. I uh, I'm gonna go with soap bottles. What do you use it for? I get this. I get a giant refillable foaming soap thing from like Amazon. And I'll refill my soap bottles. Okay. So I'm not okay. throwing away soap bottles okay. in my house. That's good. Um, any containers like to go food that's a quality that I know I could wash. So if I get food to go from a restaurant, yeah, like nice plastic ones. and it comes in like some good containers, I'm saving those 100 percent and washing those. I would say like to go cups. We have a lot of plastic cups. Love a to go cup. Schlotzky's probably has a great to go <laughs> cup. No, there's this plate. There's paper. <gasps> I know. Uh, Chuck E. Cheese plastic cup. <laughs> you kept the Chuck E. Cheese cup. It's all plastic. You rewash. I mean, it's a it's a cup. It's a legitimate cup. Wow. Anything for you, Lindsay? Hmm. So we're guilty. Yeah. Um, not too much. But since I've been making chai, I do feel like I keep glass containers. Oh, like like oh, the yeah. glass jars. Like I'll reuse That's those. True. That's true. Okay, I have good. a bougie one. I got these little baby creme brulees from Costco. Creme brulee. Okay. And they come in these little beautiful glass ramekins. They come in glass ramekins. Glass ramekins from Costco. Oh, that when you wash out, it's like a little like jar, yeah, like so a little mason a little, jar. It's like a tiny. Oh, oh, it's a oh. really narrow. Just a little tiny wow. jar almost. So you keep Kirkland them all. King. So I keep them. And if you're doing like a charcuterie board or something, you can have that with some nuts in it. And, you That's know. smart, George. Wow. And it's, for, it's a I great value. It's so if wow. you're at Costco, check out the creme brulee. And it tastes good. Never thought I would say It's amazing. So what you do is I bought one of those uh, torches. torches and it comes with sugar. You pour the sugar on top and then you just torch it on top and it creates the nice little hard shell. And I, everyone thinks you're a hero. They think you're the coolest person in the world. Well, yeah. It's and then definitely. you say, I got them at Costco. And, and then I say, like, I got these at Costco. And then. And that completes and my then journey. And you're legendary. <laughs> Your legend lives and on. And I ascend <laughs> on a Kirkland cloud. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it. your Kirkland sweatpants. That's it. Have you seen the Costco Halloween decorations? No. Oh, they're terrifying. Are they out of hand this year? Have you not seen? There's like a, like an. Like a ten foot, twelve foot, oh like, skeleton. Witch. Oh, I was oh like, no, what are you no, doing no. with your head? Yeah, it's like it's huge. <laughs> I don't subscribe to that to Costco witchcraftery. Mm. I will not stand for it. Well, if you're in Costco, I don't know how you miss it. 
It's huge. I haven't been in a while, Rachel. It's time. Really? Yeah. Take a little gander tonight with a little creme brulee. I'd love to. Look at the witch. <laughs> it is crazy. That was fun. Okay, so who fit? I don't know. We're tied. Me, maybe? We're tied. You think we're tied? Possibly. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to. I beat you. I'm going. What's your rating on this uh, El Torado drink, Rachel? Y'all, I'm going 10 out of 10. <gasps> no way. You know what? That's generous. <laughs> oh shoot! We shouldn't have reacted. Yeah, yeah. All reacted. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh! I, you know, what? I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. I do ten out of tens, and that means I would order it at a restaurant, and I would order this as a, as a, as a cocktail. Wow! I really liked it. I'm actually a little shocked. It didn't seem like you were a huge fan at first. I know, and then maybe it's because it just got better <laughs> the more I drank it. <laughs> I'm gonna go seven out of ten. Okay. It's almost like every sip I wanted like a punch of lime. Like I wanted it to be a little more mm-hmm. like a margarita. Mm-hmm. And it was just missing that. I could see that. That acid almost. Yep. That sour punch. Yeah. Here's what's in the El Torado. Dry vermouth, reposado tequila, uh-huh. and apple juice. So it's very simple. <gasps> Ooh, that's fun. And I'm guessing a shake-in and then, uh, you know, no ice, just poured neat yeah. in a coupe glass. I need to make this. The cost breakdown, $3.62 per glass. So great. And do you know what Reposado tequila is? Nope. Versus a Blanco? Oh, it's... Mm, nope. You know. I would so say Blanc- George Clooney or well, Reposado is is aged. <laughs> Reposado is an aged tequila. Slightly aged. Oh, uh, okay. Is it... Then uh, it's kind of yellow? Yes. Got so you. Blanco is your clear tequila. Clear. Reposado is a little darker. Blanco, I and think, then, is blank añejo, as in white. You've heard of Añejo. Yeah. That's an extra aged tequila, so it's even darker. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yep. Anyone correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not. Yeah, but a tequila see, here's the thing, though. Is this one, George? Though, looked clear to me. It didn't look like a. Ye- was it? Well, it, it was a little yellow. It, it was, was yellow. yellow. Okay. Yeah. So a great drink. Mm-hmm. Rachel, I liked it. You loved it. So Michael good. Reddish will be very happy to know that his recipe panned out. Well and done, Ibu Michael. made it today. Yeah. <gasps> Thank you, Mixologist, Emily. resident, uh, what's a Sue She's Mixologist? The the Sue. I like Sue Mixologist. Sue She's a sous chef. Sue chef. Yes, chef. So check sous out chef. the recipe in the show notes. Give it a try this weekend. You won't be disappointed. That's right. All right, it's closing time, George. So if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a review. We read them. We appreciate yeah. them. And it helps get the episode out in front of more people. And we will say it over and over again, George. We want America to be in control of their money. So this is their gateway. And have fun with it. It's like their gateway drug into knowing and understanding money and having fun with money, this podcast. So, and if you didn't enjoy it, keep that to yourself. No yeah, need to share need that. that with others. And Just all move you on people with your that life. like hate women that are going to take part of your money, like we don't, you can stop that too. Wait till the comments on this episode on YouTube, <laughs> Rachel. I will prove my point. I know. I don't, yeah. And, but, uh, and don't forget to check out my book, Breaking Free from Broke, now available uh, at RamseySolutions.com. That's right, George. And join us next Thursday on our all-new episode of Smart, Smart Money, Money Happy, Happy Hour. Hour.